0: that Isaiah chapter 58 and tonight I'd like to speak to you on this theme our faithful guide our faithful guide we read in verse 11 of Isaiah 58 and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. We're going to focus primarily on the beginning of verse number 11, and we will be using our Bibles quite a bit tonight, and, uh, which is a good thing. But not just staying in one passage, maybe like we would sometimes, but really uh, going more of a topical with regard to this theme of the Lord shall guide thee continually. We think of that word guide, and Merriam-Webster tells us that the word guide means one that leads or directs another's way. One that leads or directs another's way. A second um, definition, uh, which I believe, first one does, but I believe the second one uh, is more of a spiritual definition, which says, a person who directs another's conduct or course of life. And, you know, there are so many guides that we could have in our life. Think about it. There are so many guides we could have. And then... Isaiah says, the Lord shall guide thee continually. There's so many guides that I should have or could have, but there's really only one guide that I should have. I think you understand what I'm saying. Now, that doesn't, and we might talk about it a little bit later, that doesn't mean that we're never going to have a guide here on this earth that we can see. In fact, God has used many um, spiritual people in my life, Christian people in my life, to be a guide but they were guiding me to their guide and their guide was the lord and so really um i'm kind of getting ahead of myself but uh that's that's what we want to be for other people as well is we are going to be someone's guide but we want to make sure that we're guiding them if you will to our guide capital g u-i-d let's pray heavenly father thank you for this truth even just reading that you are our guide continually and meaning that you you are a faithful guide and you have a perfect path for each one of us to take and guide us on it won't be always easy it won't be always pleasant but having you as the leader on our guide on our journey uh, is very peaceful in knowing that and so may that be uh Known in our hearts tonight, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So, let's go in our Bibles to John 16, John 16, just kind of introduction, and then we will uh, make some application here in a moment. John 16 and verse number 13 is a verse that we have read repeatedly regarding God's spirit, God's spirit, and being a guide. It says in verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. And so as we think about this in the, as a Christian, uh, it is very important that we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit of God is our guide. God is our guide, yes. The Lord is our guide, yes. But God has given you and God has given me, if you're a born-again believer tonight, <clears throat> the part of God that he has given us, if you want to say that, is the Holy Spirit of God. And where does the Holy Spirit guide us? According to this verse? To truth. Boy, do we ever need that in 2023? I mean, we need it every year. But do we ever need someone to guide us to all truth? The only place we're going to find that is from the spirit of God via the word of God. And so it is, it is vital, it is vital. And remember, even after we get saved, there's so many opportunities in our life to have a guide. And not every one of them, unfortunately, are going to guide us to truth. In fact, many of this, of this world's guides are, 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 not, are not leading us to truth, but they're leading us away from truth. Remember what we said about guides, one that leads or directs another's way. God created us to need a guide himself. Everybody in this room, teenager, young person, uh, more mature person, we all have a need to be guided. I'm not a self-guided, you know, these self-guided tours that they have in some of these places, uh, you know, I'd rather have somebody guide me and tell me all about it, you know. Uh, it's okay, though, but we need a guide. That's how God created us. He created us with a need to be guided. And, and praise the Lord, as a Christian, he's given us his spirit to be our guide. So there's a need to be guided. Uh, 2 Samuel 22, 2 Samuel twenty two thirty three. maybe you'll jot it down. I'm just going to read it. I have it written out in my notes. God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my way perfect. I don't know how to say it any clearer, I don't don't have to yell or scream or any of that, but again, you're either going to be on that way and be guided by God's Spirit, and I'm either going to be on the perfect way and be guided by God's Spirit, or I'm going to be on a different path that isn't going to be leading to truth, and it isn't going to be leading to a peace that passeth all understanding, and it's going to be leading away from that. the good news is, God says to us tonight, let's go back to Isaiah for just a moment. I don't want to just miss a couple of things there, but let's go back to Isaiah 58. The context of this, uh, of this thought in Isaiah 58 is that the nation has really sinned against God, and it's uh, uh, gone to idols, and uh, uh, they've been going away from their guide. They've rejected their guide. And yet uh, we see in Isaiah 57 and um, verse number uh, four. Uh, well, let's read verse one. The righteous perisheth and no man layeth it to heart and merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. But draw near hither, ye sons of, of the sorcerers, the seed of the adulterer and the whore, against whom ye do sport yourselves, against whom ye uh, make you a wide mouth and draw out the tongue. Are you not children of transgression, a seed of falsehood, inflaming yourself with idols under every green tree, slaying the children in the valleys under the cliffs of the rocks? You know, some people look at society today and, and look at the attack on the home and look at the attack on children. I mean, the attack on children right now is seemingly inflamed. And and I I read something the other day that said, this person said, and I'm not saying that I'm criticizing this, but he said, I don't think I've ever seen an attack on children like this before. And I was thinking, okay, how about Moloch, you know, when they were offering their children to Moloch in in, in the Bible and they were putting them in the fire and so forth. That's not the message today. I'm just saying that this is the condition of, of the people here in Isaiah's day. And notice what it says in Isaiah 58, um, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their what? Their transgression. Show my people their sin. This isn't the pagans. So this isn't saying you know go to the Amalekites and the and the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the Termites. You know, as Brother John Yates says, no, he says go to my people and tell them their transgression. So this is a group of people that aren't necessarily following their faithful guide and yet even in the midst of their transgression God is merciful isn't that amazing and God and God says through the prophet Isaiah and the Lord shall guide thee continually." so some some of us tonight we might be getting a little bit off off the off the wrong, right path and we're getting away from the right guides and the good guides and the the the, the, the uh, godly guides in our life and, and we need to maybe uh, think about where might this go, where might this end, because Isaiah here says, we've got a faithful guide, we've got something that will, a guide that will satisfy us. Do you see that in verse 11? He's a satisfying guide. That's what a lot of times people are looking for, and they look in the wrong places to find it. But our guide satisfies You know, our God as well, uh, he says it makes his bones fat. He produces in us what we need. He waters us. So he sustains us. He waters us. And uh, much could be said there regarding these particular areas. But I, I look at it and I think, okay, here is a group of people that Isaiah was commissioned to preach to and say, hey, stop it. You've got a faithful guide. Follow him. Follow him. So, what responsibilities, this is what the Lord led me as I was reading through this, what responsibilities do I have to make sure that I am helped to the fullest by our faithful guide? Okay? Let me give you three things. Maybe you want to write them down and I'll give them to you, and we'll take long. Turn to Psalm 70. Psalm 70. We've established that God is and will continue to be our faithful guide. God will never lead us to a place where his grace cannot sustain us. So if God guides you through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear evil because he's with us. He will never guide us to a place where his grace cannot sustain us. Psalm, I said Psalm 70. I turned back a few, we're going to be there in just next. Psalm 40, sorry. Psalm 40. The psalmist David, who we talked about on Sunday night. Psalm 40 and verse 17 says, but I am poor and needy. You ever been there? Okay, I'm not talking about you don't have two, two wooden nickels to rub together, but I'm talking about spiritually speaking, maybe that one too. But I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Wow. I'm poor and needy, yet God's thinking about me. What more can you, what more can it can bless your blesser? All right. you have a blesser tonight? All right. That'll bless your blesser. All right. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, oh my God. But the first part of the verse, the psalmist says, but I am poor and needy. So, number one, I must recognize the great need I have for a guide. I must recognize the great need I have for a guide. I'm poor and needy. And yet God says, that's okay. That's a good place to be, that you know you need a guide. Because, you know, we can be so... Uh, comfortable with self sometimes. Now turn to Psalm 70, please. Now turn to Psalm 70, please, and look at verse number 5. Similar, similar statement. The psalmist says in Psalm 70, verse 5, But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer, O Lord. Make no tarrying. Very similar, very similar wording. I am poor. I am needy. Uh, the psalmist says, I know I need a guide. I know I need a shepherd. I know I need help. We must recognize the great need that we do have for a guide. The songwriter said in our hymn book, Where could I go but to the Lord? Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford Where could we go but to the Lord? I mean, we, that's the first place to be in in utilizing the Lord will guide thee continually is to never lose sight of the fact that I need a guide. And I need the, the guide of the Holy Spirit of God. Turn to Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29, as we think about the guides that God gives us in our life for just a moment. I want to just encourage you parents tonight, and I'm still a parent, so I need this too, but I want to encourage us as parents tonight. Proverbs 29, verse 15, and I know when you start reading it, you're going to say, my kids are too big for that, but let's read the whole thing, okay? Proverbs 29, 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself, don't miss that. If a child is left to himself, what does that mean? He has no guide. Bringeth his mother shame. So, you know, I thought about that verse. Children tonight are in great need of faithful parents who are not perfect parents because there is no such thing. Faithful parents who are instilling biblical character traits into their life. Here's why. Because every child will be guided by someone. Remember, that's in us. That's in us as children. That's in us as teenagers. That's in us even now as an adult. But we are a little bit, hopefully, a little bit more mature and a little bit further down the road. It doesn't mean we know more or we're bigger or whatever. It just means that we've been, hopefully we've learned a few things, probably from our mistakes, if nothing else. Obviously, principles of the word of God, but the children that God has given us they need a guide, and they need a guide that points them to the Lord, that points them to the word, that points them to the things of God. So, we must recognize the need that those who we lead and, and that we are guiding, they also need a faithful guide. How about John 4? We're not going to turn there, but in John chapter 4, Jesus drew near. Remember what Jesus drew near? He said, I must needs go through where? Samaria. Because he knew there was someone there who needed a guide. And so Jesus made the move. Hey, I think we need to really look and, and, and pattern our lives. I know this sounds so trivial, but we need to be like Jesus. Sometimes we've got to be on the action, and we've got to be on the action and say, okay, I recognize that, that person needs a guide. It doesn't have to be someone that's related to us. It can be a brother or sister in Christ. And we recognize and we, we go uh, humbly and we try to just help someone and guide someone. Maybe it's a new Christian. Maybe it's a discouraged Christian. And But anyway, this wasn't even a believer, but Jesus drew near to her. I'm reminded of the famous verse that we know uh, in, God, uh, in Luke 19.10. It talks about, we looked at it in our, our lesson recently on Sunday night, that he sought and saved, to seek and to save. So we need Jesus for salvation, and we need Jesus for sanctification. We must recognize the great need we have for a guide, capital G. And and, and the Lord shall guide us continually. How about what the psalmist said in Psalm 25.4? Psalm 25.4. There's all kinds of guides out there today it seems like there's more guides today than ever before but I, I know we always say that but I think there were guide there's guides in every generation but it seems like because of the the digital world that we live in we can find all kinds of guides today you know sometimes it can be uh, as I said on Sunday do we do we want a do we want a pastor or do we want a preacher and I'm not overemphasizing that I don't have to be your you're necessarily the Lord is your guide but he will use a pastor He's used a pastor to help guide me in my life. He's used parents to help guide me in my life. He's used many other people that are saved, that know the Lord, to guide me in my life. And I'm thankful for all of them because they were guiding me to the Lord. And I have so many things to work on in my life. Pray for me. But I know that God will guide us continually. And I know that there are many guides out there that at the click of a mouse, we can be listening to someone who sounds really, really good, but maybe it's not the best guide. We need to be very careful about that. And so look what the psalmist says in Psalm 25 and verse 4. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Guide me, you know. it's Not worded there, but Psalm 25 verse 10. Just a few verses down. All the paths of the Lord are what? Mercy and truth. That's where I want to be guided. Guide me to mercy. Guide me to truth. Unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Number one, we must recognize the great need we have for a guide. Number two, turn to Psalm 73. Psalm 73, please. Number two, we must Stay near our guide. We must stay near, near our guide. Psalm 23, or 73, 23, sorry. You're right in the right part. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my what? Right hand. Okay, Beck, would you mind? <laughs> Whether she minds or not, she's going to help. <laughs> okay. Look, I can only be so far. This is nice. I get to hold my wife's hand during church. I can only be so far away and hold her hand. As soon as I get way over here, I can't hold her hand anymore because I'm not near her anymore. The psalmist said, hold me with my right hand don't get away from me yet (laughs) hold me so we need to be near the Lord thank you Ben. we need to be near the Lord that's the closeness you see the closeness in that verse i'm with you but he says i don't want to be just with you i want to be near you can you imagine that the god of heaven says i want to be near ben turner a sinner saved by grace I mean Wow he wants to be near us not just guiding me but near me look at Psalm uh, or the next verse the next verse thou shalt guide me with thy counsel now I have a I have a I have a pretty good voice it's got a pretty good pretty booming voice but you know only so far a voice is going to travel and so if I'm going to hear God's counsel I know we're looking at it in a literal sense There's a figurative meaning here, of course, too. But if we want to hear God, we've got to be close. Now, not close in proximity to God, but close, obviously, in proximity to His Word. And He says in verse 24, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Skip down to verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to who? God. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Nearer, my God, to thee. It's not just that God saved us so that we can go to heaven someday. God saved us so we could be near him now so that we can know how he's guiding us and leading us and and taking us through the journey of life. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. As we learned last week, and wonderfully done, without Jesus, we can do nothing. Tonight, I, we all are sheep in need of a shepherd or a guide. I love it. I love John 10. Let's go to John 10. We are in need of a shepherd or a guide. We're, we're talking about the Lord will guide thee continually. And you've probably read John 10. I don't know. Again, for me, I was reading it and... Um, Look at verse 4. We could read a few verses, but for time's sake, let's read verse 4. And when he putteth forth his sheep, he goeth before them. So he goes ahead of them. And what happens? The sheep follow him. How do they know that it's the one to follow? The last phrase of the verse. For they know his voice. But I got to be near to hear. Got to be near to here. This is why I've heard it said, and I've said it many times, that when we're struggling and going through a very challenging time, that is not the time to stop reading our Bible, stop praying, and stop going to church. That's actually, I'll say this lovingly, that's actually very foolish. That's the worst time you can do that. Not that there's a good time, but that's the worst time you could do that. I could do that. Because, yes, we need a guide every day, but... That's a moment where we really need to be close to the guide so we can hear, well, what are you you saying? You know, get all kinds of mixed signals. What are you saying, Lord? I quoted it earlier from Psalm 23. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me. See, tonight... Every once in a while, we need to know that God wants to restore our soul. He wants to guide us. Leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. As we stay near our guide, as we stay near our guide, we will lead those we influence to do the same. I am not trying to get anyone to follow me, but I am seeking to lead others to follow my guide. Who is our guide? That can go both ways, right? That can be if, if the Lord is our guide and we want to lead others to follow our guide. And, and unfortunately, as we move away from our guide, we will lead out those who we influence to do the same. Sin causes us to move away from our guide. I mean, if someone's living in sin as a believer, that's kind of one of those miserable places to be. And we're not going to want to be close to the guide if we have unconfessed sin, let's go to, here's here's a book, Zephaniah, huh, yeah, Zephaniah right before Haggai, and let's go to chapter three, and let's read the prophet Zephaniah here, the preacher, listen to the challenge in Zephaniah chapter three, verse one, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. Now, this is referring to the, to the city of Jerusalem. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. Oh, I, I was reading this and thinking, ouch. You know, I'm not going to pound on Jerusalem because that describes me Sometimes. I don't trust God I don't obey God she drew not near to her God because of all of those things that she did she didn't draw near to God if it happened in Jerusalem what makes you think it won't happen to you or me and it will happen to us sin will cause us to move away from our God God's people had become as sinful as their pagan neighbors here in the book of Zephaniah. They may have had an outward form of worship. They may have gone to the, uh, the, the synagogue or wherever on Saturday, and, and they might have all had all of that going together, but their hearts were far from God. In fact, they were living in such a way that the consequences of turning away from God were not even a concern to them. The L. Moody said, when a man has no strength, if he leans on God, he becomes powerful. How can we lean on God when we're not close to him? I know I'm, I'm using kind of the, the spiritual and the, you know, uh, just in the physical at the same time, but I want to be close to him. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I want to acknowledge him, my guide, and he will direct my path. We, we are able to lean on our guide when we are close to him. So, number one, we must recognize the great need that we have for a guide. Number two, we must stay near our guide. And lastly, number three, we must neglect our own desire to be our own guide. This might be the hardest one of the three. We must neglect our our own desire to be our own guide. Because ultimately, without saying it, we do want to be our own guide at times. We want to call the shots. We want to choose the way, and you know what? Doesn't matter what? the doesn't matter what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what my dad says. doesn't matter what uh, the pastor preached. It doesn't, none, none of it matters because at that point, we're at a place where we're not even seeing clearly. And so we just want to be our own kind, and that's a dangerous place to be, and I don't want to get there. I'm not saying I haven't been there. I'm sure I have, but I don't want to be there much. Look at Romans 12, a very familiar passage, Romans 12. Verse 1, it's the crucified life. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, if I present my body a living sacrifice, I am, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31 at the end of the verse, I am dying daily to what, how I want to I guide my life. Think about it. See, if I neglect my own desire to be my own guide, here's some thoughts. He will. Uh, how did I write? I can't make out my own typing. Oh, his, if, I, if I don't do that, No, if I do that, sorry, we must neglect our own desire to be our own guide. What happens? His will will be above my will in my prayer life. His will will be above my will in my prayer life if I'm neglecting the desire to be my own guide. His will will be above my will in my daily choices. Remember, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all what? Truth. So he'll never lead us to do wrong. He'll never lead us to err. And so, but, you know, knowing that I think is only half of of the battle. I think the other half is yielding to it. You know, we can know it all up here, but if we don't yield to it, then I think my flesh is so powerful that even when the Holy Spirit's trying to lead me and guide me, if I'm not dying to what I want to do for that particular day, it's going to be very difficult for me to follow the guide. Thirdly, his will will be above my will in my own career if I neglect my desire to be my own guide. You see, it comes down to the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. You know what? No man can serve I'm I'm not changing the Bible but no man can serve two guides you can't serve two guides I can't serve I can't follow the guide of the Holy Spirit one day and then follow my 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 guide the next day it's not gonna work because Jesus said either I will hate the one and love the other or I'll hold to the one and despise the other I know the context there you cannot serve God and mammon but I also believe we can apply this to the truth tonight That God wants to be my guide continually but you know everything God wants to do Satan wants to do as well and he mimics it all so Satan knows that God wants to be our guide and so that means he's gonna try to have a counterfeit guide they're out there they're everywhere they're a dime a dozen they do guide us but they don't guide us to to truth they guide us to destruction mark it down the end result (laughs) of a guide that is contrary to the scripture is a guide that's gonna lead us to destruction. When we allow God to be our guide, when we allow the Lord through his spirit to be our guide, it will be evident in the treasure we are laying up in heaven. We are not uh, concentrating so much on the temporal, we are concentrating more on the eternal. Let's go back to our passage that we started out tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Isaiah 58, please. We'll finish right here. It's about done. Isaiah 58, verse 11. And the Lord shall guide thee, continue. Who's your guide? Who's our guide tonight? I mean, that's that's a powerful statement. That's a wonderful statement. But are you following the right guide? Am I following the right guide? We gave three tests. We gave three tests to figure that out if we're going to follow the right guide. bit of a humorous story. end with. Our family, we don't do it as much now because it's just the two of us, but we're still a family. But our family used to, every once in a while, like to watch The Andy Griffith Show. Maybe you've watched The Andy Griffith Show before. Maybe you haven't. If you haven't, you need to at least find an episode and watch it. Anyway, one of the episodes of The Andy Griffith Show, they were out in the woods. They were camping. Andy is the sheriff in Mayberry, Barney, Fife, Don Knotts, is the uh, deputy sheriff or the assistant deputy, whatever, the backup. Anyway, they're out in the woods. They take a group of boys out in the woods and there's, some other, there's one other guy, I think, that goes with them and they're going to go out and they're going to go camping beside the lake. I mean, and of course, Barney is talking it up. I'm Mr. Outdoorsman. Oh, I think uh, Gomer was with them, I think, too. Gomer, the mechanic. And uh, anyway, Gomer and Barney... They got away from the group, and they got into the woods, and Mr. Outdoorsman Barney got lost. He was all talk, no action. He was not an outdoorsman, but, but he was the tour guide for the kids. Thankfully, no one followed him except Gomer and Andy to the rescue. The point is, a lot of people will try to be your guide. They'll talk talk a big game. Your pressure's real. It's real for adults as much as it is for teens. They'll talk a big game. Hey, I I know, I know, I know, I know. Come on. There's only one guide that can help us in a time of drought. There's only one guide that can water us and help us to grow. There's only one guide that can help us to be spiritually strong, make our bones fat, strong bones, and that's the Lord. So yes, God does want to guide us continually. We must recognize we have a great need. We must stay near, stay near, and we must neglect my desire to be my own.